0: How do we get employers to really start thinking about childcare as a necessary benefit? Over the past 10 years, I think we've done such a good job as a, as a nation to get companies to think about mental health. But what's interesting to me is that as a as a parent, as the founder of this company, is the is that companies are still not understanding that there's a very direct correlation between your ability to take care of your kids and your mental health which then translates into your productivity, your ability to stay in the workforce.
1: It's more of a mix and companies should be less focused on, did you give me a full eight hours of productive time between the hours of nine and five or eight and four, whatever, and it should be more focused on keeping folks productive, regardless of when they're working. There's plenty of research and support out there that talks about how, you know, even if you're working a full eight hour day you're really only getting three to four hours of productivity out of employee an employee in the first place so i don't understand this this real focus on whether or not an employee is able to work from home and still be productive
0: we provide that option to parents to say you're at home your child is at home you still need 30 60 and 90 minutes on demand get on the edify app Look at the caregivers, select the one that may, fits your child's needs. Maybe it's a music lesson. Maybe it's guitar on, on homework. If it's a younger child, you just want them to play a game with a real human being and develop those social skills instead of, like Bob said, sit in front of YouTube or play a video game.
2: This is Take the Day Off, a Mother Honestly podcast powered by Splendid Spirit. Women have always taken on the larger share of the domestic and caregiving responsibilities at home. Cooking, cleaning, laundry, childcare, sounds familiar? While these are absolutely important in keeping our households running smoothly and efficiently, we also know that women, as a result of the uneven, repetitive, and usually unrelenting household chores, endure stress, anxiety, burnout, and depression. This podcast is about taking the day off from your personal or professional to-dos and bringing the focus back to you and on what matters most to your personal well-being, indulging in a creative pursuit, or simply getting some sleep. Weekly, we're we'll in with you to learn more about what you're doing to take the day off, or simply some take the day off moments. In turn, we will hand you with the resources and know-how to take the day off, rejuvenate, and even better, unplug and get the rest that you deserve. We can only do this if we all do it. We must band together to show our young children and society at large that care matters. I am your host, Blessing Adeshnyon, founder and CEO of Mother Honestly, a chemical engineer, energy supply chain, and operational excellence leader, and mother of four. You will also hear from my friend and co host, Andrea Mullen, founder and CEO of Victory PR and mother of two boys. We are here to take the day off with Splendid Spoon. Welcome to the Modern Sleep Podcast, and thank you so much, Bob and Irena, for joining us today. I'm so excited um, to have you on. First of all, let's talk about the Start to Summit, which both of you were supposed to be there. So um, it looks like we had a really, really bad fog in New York. And that, of course, led to you both missing, you know, the Statue of Florida, um Summit. And first of all, you're not alone. So a lot of people did miss the summit because they were also, you know, flying in that morning. And the fog in, I think it was in La Guardia um, and JFK. Um, that was a real issue for a lot of you know a lot of the flights a lot a lot of the plane coming in so let's you know tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us that experience because i think that you know maybe it will make those people who didn't you know weren't able to make the summit feel you know much better about about missing the summit too so
0: thank you for having us on blessing um, So i'm Irina, uh ceo and co-founder of edify Yeah, the experience of flying into New York from upstate New York, normally a 45 minute flight turned into a seven hour trip, Um, flew all the way down to the city, circled around I'm that paranoid passenger that just goes, do we have enough fuel? Do we have enough fuel? And then we flew back to north to Albany, landed the plane and just waited for four hours. But thankfully, we were able to um, dial in and listen to most of the conference, which was phenomenal. And I just wish we could do it every month. Um, but yes, we were super bummed to miss it. Um, there were so many amazing speakers that I would have loved to meet in person. We were sponsors and, you know, hopefully there will be an opportunity to meet face to face
2: again. I hope so too. I'm so, I'm so, um, I was so bummed when I got that email and I was, you know, of course there was another speaker from, um, Boston that wasn't able to make it. And that was just very, very sad for me. Um, especially, you know, with all the preparation and, um, that has gone into it, um, where you and Bob were coming to set up for the exhibition and really just connect with um, industry leaders, parents, and caregivers that, of course, need your solution now more than ever. Um, Bob, how about you? How, how did you feel?
1: <laughs> so I didn't even get to leave. Uh, we're based in Rochester, New York. I didn't even get to leave the airport. I spent, um, I want to say, four hours on the plane um, and then the pilot said, you know, it w- maybe we'll take off in 30 minutes. And at that point, I hit the call button and asked if I could leave. Um, it just didn't make sense, right? Because by the time I flew in and then, you know, got a cab to the actual event, um, it would have been, I think, two o'clock in the afternoon. So I just went back home and dialed in along with Irena and, and went back and tried to make the rest of my day productive. But I was, I was super bummed as well. I was really looking forward to the event.
2: Well, not to worry, um, we, we, you know, obviously we have um, more videos if you all missed any of the sessions. And then of course, um, you know, happy to catch up with you all um, for any other, you know, anything else that you may have missed. So let's let's put all that behind us. Um, the, the, for those listening um, at home the, and you weren't able to make the summit, the summit was phenomenal. We were also able to launch or at least share the modern workplace report that we did in partnership with care.com and i absolutely loved um that report that was that then became the basis for the summit because a lot of um what we shared in the report was around remote work and how remote work is leveling the playing field um between men and women and how managers and employees also agree that remote work makes them happier and more productive. So that was exciting for us to share that, um, that that report with the hundreds of people that attended as well as employers um, that were in the room, right? Like we basically said, go back to the office and make sure that you are um, elevating this conversation around hybrid and remote work. Uh, But that brings me to what Edify does um, and I think this might be a good segue to maybe sharing what Edify is doing to support parents and caregivers and families that um, may need support remotely in managing their kids. So, um, you know, Irina, do you want to take this on, to share with us what Edify does? So, Bob actually built the product. I'm happy to,
0: but I actually want to pass it over to Bob and maybe give the overview. Button. Thanks. Right. Yeah.
1: So um, <laughs> Edify's core mission is to help parents working from home, juggle the responsibilities of the workplace and parenting. And we do that by offering uh, virtual childcare. care. Um, this comes in a few flavors. Uh, we have academic tutoring, music instruction, and educational play. Um, And I'll break it down. So academic tutoring is pretty self-explanatory, right? We're all very familiar with tutoring. Um, That's just done virtually on our platform. So you just join um, a virtual session. It's a peer-to-peer video session with a tutor and go over your homework or do your test prep, whatever it may be. Um, Music instruction is pretty much the same. So I have a nine-year-old daughter and she plays viola and we use Adify to connect her with other viola players and they just help her prepare her songs. So she talks about what song she's currently learning. um, And, you know, they just kind of go back and forth and she gets feedback from the actual instructor. So that's really great. Um, My favorite category though, is educational play, because this is where I think we can be the most impactful in the future. Educational play is for younger kids, elementary school age, children who don't need academic help, or maybe they're not playing an instrument, but as parents, we still want to give them educational value right? So when we're working, what do a lot of us do? We pop our kids down in front of YouTube or the Disney channel. And let me be honest, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think a lot of parents will agree, we don't want that to be the main content of our children's day, right? Um, So using the educational play category on Edify, you can book a live session with another one of our caregivers for your child, and they will do things like arts and crafts, reading books out loud, sing-alongs. And what we're providing here now is interactive, um, engaged educational content, right? So your child is going to be learning, they're gonna be working on their social skills rather than doing the passive activities, um, you know, such as you know, just watching YouTube and things like that. Um, we have a, a couple of other offerings that we're working on as well, um, aside from just the individual uh, you know, tutoring and care that we offer. Um, and these come in the form of group classes. So uh, we have group events where you can join with a live instructor and other children or other families or other coworkers, what have you, um, and go along. So we've done painting classes, we've done trivia nights for, um, for groups of folks, and those are a lot of fun. And we're also working right now on having uh, pre-recorded content available in our platform, which I'm really excited for. So, you know, if you want to uh, have your kid jump on and learn how to make, I don't know, paper flowers, um, you can go and watch a series of videos um, and your child can, you know, do the arts and crafts along with the pre-recorded content. I
2: love that so much. And I think that, um, you know, of course, I think... You know, I was just thinking about the pandemic when every every you know we were all home and trying to like get our work done, and our kids were in the background, they weren't going to school. They needed that extra support as well, and I think there's still a version of that that is left, right? Um, because a lot of us are working remotely or in this hybrid setting, and so you know we may find ourselves with a sick child at home or with a child that needs extra support with their musical instrument. And we don't wanna have to like drive back and forth, right? It's the same thing with work. You don't wanna like commute to work. You may not wanna commute to, you know, music lessons an hour away. So how do we bring all of that experience home? Um, And so this is Take the Day Off part by Splendid Spoon. And one of the biggest pieces that we were talking about when we we thought about, you know, what does it mean to take the day off, right? Um, A lot of women and men um basically are going through work going through life going through various crises, right and it's been really really hard especially as we move towards the end of the year here where there's just so much right you're planning for thanksgiving planning for the holidays wrapping up you know performance reviews wrapping up work quarterly reports there's just so many things and so One, how do you continue to prioritize your your kid, right, (laughs) in this situation? Um, And then how do you take, you know, take some time off, right? Which is, it could be 30 minutes, right? Go spend it on, you know, getting entertained or getting tutored while I take that 30 minutes just to rest and recuperate. Um, So that's where I see some value. What are some of the, so, you know, both of you are, you know, a founder of this company. What are some of the initial reactions you're getting from, you know, um, parents that are utilizing the service.
0: Yeah, so parents are absolutely in need of something like this, because it's actually a solution that didn't even really exist pre-pandemic before people working from home and thinking about care virtually. Even now, when we talk to people, uh, their first reaction is, but how do you provide care to my child online? And in fact, that's actually a, a space that Um, I think was born with the pandemic. And we're so fortunate to be building a product that's catering to parents who need to think outside the box and say, you know what, someone is sick, I can't get a person in here. Even if someone sitter is available, and I could, you know, I don't I have the financial means to pay someone, but your child is sick. So you're not going to do that, right. And so you still have to work, you still have to perform. And we provide that option to parents to say, you're at home, your child is at home, you still need 30, 60, and 90 minutes on demand, get on the Edify app, look at the caregivers, select the one that may- fits your child's needs. Maybe it's a music lesson, maybe it's gets on, on homework. If it's a younger child, you just want them to play a game with a real human being and develop those social skills instead of, like Bob said, sit in front of YouTube or play a video game. So parents are very much in need of this. Now, what's interesting is that companies are still a little slow to catch up to what parents actually need. And I know you know this better than anyone else, Blessing, and that was the theme of the conference to say, how do we get employers to really start thinking about childcare as a necessary benefit? Over the past 10 years, I think we've done such a good job as a a nation to get companies to think about mental health. But what's interesting to me is that as a as a parent, as the founder of this company, is the is that companies are still not understanding that there's a very direct correlation between your ability to take care of your kids and your mental health, which then translates into your productivity, your ability to stay in the workforce. I mean, I can go on and on for a week about the ROI on a product like Edify, on childcare in general. Um You know, women have left the workforce at such higher rates than men since the pandemic. Women are just throwing the towel saying, I can't do this enough. I have kids. I have to take care of pets. I have to do all the chores. And socially, sadly, it's still expected that the female in the house do more of the chores than the man. And so the ratios are for every one male who's left the workforce, seven women have, which is mind-blowing we're actually back to 1988 ratios of men to women in the workforce so we're we're going back in time and nullifying all the effort that we've made to get women to the workforce um, parents of color are 28% more likely to leave their job because of lack of childcare so i'll just stop there because i have many more statistics to throw at, at you but The bottom line is that less than 6% of companies in the US today are actually offering childcare benefits. And I think it's just sad, it needs to change. And we're very happy to be a part of that very slow, but necessary change.
1: I I wanna jump in with a a quick story from actual usage on our platform and how it ties into everything that Irina was just talking about. We had a parent write in after a session um, and say what they loved is when their child got stuck on the activity, it was a painting class. Um, When their child got stuck, they were able to ask the instructor on Edify rather than pausing the YouTube video and coming and asking the parent for help, right? And that really gets to the heart of why we're building what we're building. How do you help give your child educational experience? and reduce the distractions that you face. You can focus on whatever it is, whether it's work or doing dishes or stopping to read a book. Um, you know, We really believe that it's super helpful for working parents, but it just applies to everyday life, right? We all have a million things going on. It's tough to juggle them all. Um, how do you keep your kid entertained and busy and out of your hair, for lack of a better term, without feeling guilty about it?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's the guilty the guilty piece, right? Um, I think that's where you know you see a lot of mom guilt, right? When you feel like, whoa, you know, they've just been sitting on, in in front of the TV all day. But how does, um, you know, my my biggest, I'm, I'm gonna be very honest, and so this is where we get really into the weeds of things. My biggest issue is this engagement, right? Um, when it comes to things like this, where you know, is my child even old enough to sit still for? You know, for this, or you know, what's the? How do we really make sure or ensure that you know we keep the attention of the child throughout? um, You know, what are what are its thirty minutes or forty-five minutes, right? So, how are you all thinking about this in terms of you know the solution that you've built?
0: No, I love this question, and I and I love the the tough questions. You're absolutely right. There is. an age where the child is too young to sit in front of a screen. Um, I have a three and a half year old daughter. She's arguably someone who is just too young to use Edify. She could, um, she can work in an activity and you know, uninterruptedly for at least 30 minutes, but it's not a guarantee. Um, I would say the ideal age for children to use Edify is five and up. Um, We do offer academic support to kids all the way up to the age of 18. So again, the educational play category is for younger kids, but we also, you know, music and tutoring, that's for school-age kids. Um... That said, I would love to have Bob also talk about some of the safety features and the alert guardian feature that we built in for cases where we do, they do, just, you know, cl- close the laptop and run away. So we thought of that too. Bob?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, this was this was on the forefront of our minds as we started developing the product, right? What happens if a caregiver is reading a book with my four-year-old kid, um, you know, and my child puts a tablet down or the, closes a the laptop and leaves the room? um so we added an alert guardian feature and this gives the caregiver the ability to send a text message directly to the parent to let them know you know hey there's a problem your kid's not in the room i don't have eyes on them anymore Um, need you to come in and help us out. Um, It doesn't help, of course, with the distraction piece, right? Like you're you're still distracting the parent, but safety is at the top of our mind as we're building our platform. Um, We also record our sessions and that gives the parents the ability to go back and and replay and watch a session with their child to make sure that they're happy with the level of care that we're providing.
2: They're always gluten-free, dairy-free, and completely powered by plants. With over 65 options and flexible plans you can change, pause, skip, or cancel at any time. Splendid Spoon is a great partner to me, helping take the load off of food prep and allowing me to enjoy the simple moments that can mean so much. Splendid Spoon has my back when time is just not on my side. Try Splendid Spoon today by visiting splendidspoon.com and enter promo code Honestly, H-O-N-E-S-T-L-Y to receive $50 off your first box. Perfect. Um, I I agree with you. I think, you know, I think the the biggest thing, um, because we've had, we've worked with a company, um, you know, that was doing something similar. And a lot of times when we think about care, right, we're always thinking about in-person, show up, and do all of those things. And with remote work um, and with everyone just being able to do various things in a virtual setting, um, it just makes sense to have some solutions be virtual, right? Because again, it could be that you're not even in the country, right? <laughs> and you sort of need that one hour or that 30 minutes for that child to get, you know, um, whether it's an extra 30 minutes to play the piano or an hour to focus on their tutoring or, you know, a class or what have you. So how do you vet the teachers? That's the next question. What's the, you know, if somebody is listening and they want to, you know, they want to try this out, um, Mm -hmm. how do you vet your providers? Yeah, so we're very, very
0: selective with who we um, bring onto the platform as a caregiver. Um, and in fact, it's actually uh, an interesting point too, because we have been talking so far about the need for something like our solution, but talking about um, also the other benefit is that you now give your children access to incredibly qualified individuals that otherwise just based on where you live, we're all limited to you know our geography and what's around us. But with Edify, um, whether it's a dire need or just a nice to have, parents also get access to these caregivers who we select very carefully. And it will be you know, 20 years of experience and a Harvard graduate and double PhDs and sopranos, just phenomenal individuals who would be just a great asset and value to the children. So go, going coming back to your question about how do we select them. First of all, we... Um, they submit an application, we review it, we then schedule an interview with them. When we decide that this is an individual that we want to consider for the platform and would be a great fit, we also require that they undergo a background check. We are partnered with a San Francisco-based background check company called Checker, and they go through them, complete an extensive background check, and then we Onboard them onto the platform, so again, safety is top of mind. Bob is a parent, I am a parent. We built this with our own kids in mind, and uh, certainly it starts with the caregivers.
2: perfect i mean i think i I think the biggest thing um when it comes to parents is I just need to be able to trust right that yeah. this is this is legit, and my kids are going to be safe, and they're not going to be you know, inappropriately, you know, connected with, or, you know, what are things that you don't want them to be, you know, you don't want to be shown. What are you, um, so it starts to me like, this is a B2C model, right? Where um, parents, you know, are the ones who actually need the service, but you all are going through the employer. Um, yes. So how, how do you think employers are, you know, are they are they into this or are they like, whoa, this would have been much better in the pandemic, but now that with the pandemic out of the way, mm-hmm. right? We don't need this. How are you, How are, what are you hearing from employers?
0: Yeah, so our model is, um, you're right, B2C, but we're also more B2B2C. So we still go through the employer asking the employer to provide this as a service to their employees. Um, we are learning that the US market is pretty tough um, I mentioned earlier that um, less than six percent of companies today offer childcare benefits. I really hope that we're at the beginning of seeing that um, drastic change, sort of that hockey stick um, shift. And I do believe that we will see more and more companies, um, as evidenced by um, your event last week. Um, that said, we're still dealing with objections that make little sense to me. Um quote unquote, you know, it's a nice to have. We don't have enough budget but we will invest in, you know, recruiting, for example, where recruiting an employee and then not retaining them can cost 2x that employee's annual salary. So really going back to the ROI conversation, it's not a nice to have. It's you can't afford not to support your parents with childcare, whether they're back at the office or working remotely. The pandemic really just shined light on this very important issue. This childcare needs were there before the pandemic. We just started thinking about them more because now everybody's kid is running into the Zoom meeting. And so we're starting to have the conversation. But as a mother, I know you have four children. Bob has a child. We know this is, was a problem before the pandemic too. And we were all at the office. So I think employers, if you're listening, um, I hope that you consider childcare benefits as part of your benefits stack for you know as early as whenever it's possible. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, we're still dealing with some of those objections that um, imply that this is a nice to have, not a must have.
2: Absolutely. And that's, but that's usually a standard response, right? Even we are running into that, um, you know, I'd more honestly, we just launched our work life wallet um, for employers. And sometimes they're like, oh, you know, like, this would have been nice, you know, like. But at the end of the day, I think, you know, definitely continuing to communicate the value um, and having parents also be the advocates. That's one of the things that we have learned is, you know, parents advocating for the solution um, is also very important, right? Because our else would employers know that this is a huge need if their parents or, fa- you know, employees are not coming back to them, asking and requesting for the service. So having that visibility is also very key um, in order to get the word out there, um, one thing that I would love to touch on is, you know, some of the some of the conversation about remote work and how that may be affecting how employers are seeing support for employees. So it's two things: um, with families working remotely, and now you know employers are worried, right? That you know when a mom is working remotely and she has children young children right that they are instead of again we know the cost of child care right the cost of child care is you know i think it the average is 694 dollars a week right so that's about 2800 dollars for the year so people are very quick to say you know what i'll just watch my child from home um and you know could it also be that you know we are sort of thinking about well, if this is a benefit to employees at home, um, are we sending the message that they can have their child with them during working hours? Are you getting any pushback on that front?
0: Bobby, you want me to take it? Sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think it's just the reality of the situation. If a company is willing to offer Flexibility and remote work for the to their employees, it just comes with the territory, right? Um, I, I frankly have my own thoughts on whether a company should allow it or not. I think it really just kind of depends on the type of company and what they're able to do from home. But what is mind blowing to me right now, blessing, is how many companies are investing in employee surveillance tools. It's just how is that even a thing? How about instead of in, investing in employee surveillance tools, we invest in helping parents with with whatever it is that's keeping them away from the screen. So that instead of me feeding my daughter some, you know, lunch, kind of just hovering over my mouth so that this tool tells my employer, I'm in front of a screen. My employer says, I actually care about you holistically. So whether it's walking your dog or taking care of an elderly parent or your child who needs to be fed, here's some support. So I, I just... If you offer your employees the ability to work remotely, you need to understand that those distractions come with the territory, it's life.
1: I hate to be that p- preachy, but I'll, I'll jump in with you know uh, opinions and thoughts that I have on this, right? Because I, I think the overall conversation about should a company support remote work, uh, it, to me is very frustrating in part because I'm very biased as a software developer, working away from the office has always been part of of my life, right? And historically, I've always worked, you know, 99% of the time in the office. But if my kid was sick and I had to work from home, it was always fine. Or I would close my laptop and come home and do more work late at night from home, right? So it's always been a part of my life. What irritates me with this whole conversation that's unfolding uh, generally is I think it should be focused on the productivity that employees get through asynchronous lifestyles right where it's it's more of a mix and companies should be less focused on did you give me a full eight hours of productive time between the hours of nine and five or eight and four whatever and it should be more focused on keeping folks productive regardless of when they're working there's plenty of research and support out there that talks about how you know even if you're working a full eight-hour day, you're really only getting three to four hours of productivity out of employee, an employee in the first place. So, I don't understand this this real focus on whether or not an employee is able to work from home and still be productive.
2: You're taking. I mean, it's it, it, I share similar sentiments. Um, I think you know shame on companies that are that you know believe that the. Future of work is, you know, monitoring and surveilling, you know, employees versus actually caring for employees. Which is, you know, again, our thesis here is, you know, instead of focusing on, on that, can we focus on providing care for all employees, right? Um, whether you're a parent or not, whether you're a caregiver or not, how do we make sure that employees um, are getting the support that they need to thrive and flourish? Um, whether they're at home or they're at work. Like, it doesn't even matter where you're at. How do we make sure that you're able to flourish um, no matter where you are? Um, Again, which goes back to why we had a Flourish Summit. Um, But I mean, first of all, thank you both so much. I want you to share with with us, you know, where everyone can find Edify. um, What gives you hope about Edify?
0: Our website is oneedify.com. The one is spelled out. Um, you can reach us there. Our phone number is on our website. Our email is on our website. Um, what gives me hope? Hmm, that's, that's a good question. I'm very, very hopeful that companies will start to consider supporting parents, both mothers and fathers, uh, with childcare needs, I hope that Edify continues to be a part of that equation, and if we can help, you know, families and parents with that, um, that's really what we're here for. So, Bob, what are what are you hopeful for?
1: Um, I'm hopeful for, you know, other companies like us. Um, I think that the future of work comes with A variety of tools in an employee's toolkit to be successful and productive in a day-to-day work life right um there's no prescriptive thing that we can give to all of our employees Um, Mm. so i think we just need more and more tools like edify um, and beyond that of family care right to help keep employees productive
2: absolutely oh this is this is so exciting i'm so glad we got to have this conversation i i am so So sad and so sorry that you both missed um, Start to Flourish. So hopefully we can make it up to you all next year. Um, But thank you so much for joining me on Taking the Day of Podcast. And thank you for all that you're doing um, for families across the United States and around the world. And thank you, Ivina, for constantly supporting Mother Honestly. Really appreciate you.
0: Thank you for creating a community of executives, mothers, parents, employees, and folks who really understand that this is a big issue and are looking to make an impact. And thank you so much for having us on today. Awesome. Thank you.
1: Great. Take care.
2: As a working mother of four, juggling my own business with the needs of my family has often led to deprioritizing myself and my own health. I need time back but it's a struggle to decide what to outsource without replacing it with guilt. That's why I'm so glad to have found Splendid Spoon. Splendid Spoon brings me nourishing, delicious, healthy, veggie-filled meals that are ready when I am. They're always gluten-free, dairy-free, and completely powered by plants. With over 65 options and flexible plants, you can change, pause, skip, or cancel at any time. Splendid Spoon is a great partner to me, helping take the load off of food prep and allowing me to enjoy the simple moments that can mean so much. Splendid Spoon has my back when time is just not on my side. Try Splendid Spoon today by visiting SplendidSpoon.com and enter promo code HONESTLY, H-O-N-E-S-T-L-Y to receive $50 off your first box.